Hi, everyone. This is Hedy and Andy. Welcome to the Living Fearless podcast. I'm sorry. When I said my name first, I said Hedy instead of Andy first. <laughs> usually it's Andy and Hedy with it. That was an amazing intro. Like yes. Coming to you live from Southern California, Orange County in particular. Right. Please, pl- please visit us on resurrectministry.com where you can find all of our content, our podcasts, uh, Remnant Rising TV show. Are we going to be having the Fearless Men podcast on there too? Yes. Great. Did you, how do you think that name? The, Fear, the Fearless Man podcast. I think? love it. It's fantastic. That goes directly with what our message is. Yes. About living fearlessly. It is. It's the Fearless Man podcast. And you know, the fearlessmanpodcast.com is available, but it's $3,000. <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> so hit the donate button. Yes, to defray the cost of buying the website. Yeah. Uh, No, if you want to partner with us, you truly bless us. A contribution of any amount is always welcome. And you could also drop us a comment. We've received a lot of cool comments lately. So, yes, some amazing comments. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing that. Any questions you may have, or you just want to bless us with prayer, or you need prayer, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And that's in the comment section on the website. And we know we're on really late. We went and had uh, dinner tonight with uh, two amazing Christians. Yes. Um, a couple, uh, Rob and Susan. And um, uh, Rob is part of my men's Bible study that we do on Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah. And um, Susan had an amazing testimony. Yes. Uh, very Loved similar it. to yours. Yeah. Not as long. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't in her cult as long as you were in your no, cult. No, <laughs> lucky her. Lucky her. Yes. I want to start this off uh, in a... In she a, had a husband taking her out instead of putting her in. Oh, that's difference. right. Nalani Rude. Nalani Rude. Sorry about that. I guess that's how you say it, right? Nalani Rude, yes. When he goes to a great ministry. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Nalani. Uh, hey, Kate. Nice to see you. Hi, well, Kate. It's not well, late for Kate. No, it's middle of the afternoon middle for afternoon Kate. For I want to start this off. I have uh, two men that I would appreciate one of your amazing prayers for. Okay. As we pray together. Um, uh, Jack we're, Adams. We're going to pray first. Yes. I, okay. I want to do it because I just want to, I don't want to forget. And, uh, these men both need, uh, prayer. Jack Adams in particular is our, one of our seatmates at oh uh, Calvary God, Chapel. We, we his last name too? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because he's, he's thinking he may have to move to Texas. To, um, <gasps> I know. And I, and I want to stop that right now. <laughs> I want, uh, I told him I'd be praying for him, uh, and his family. You know, God's will be everybody right now is struggling with um, the economy, not that he's necessarily struggling with the economy, just that the economy is affecting his business. I think he's mm-hmm. in the construction business right? and he may need to go where the business is. And that's in um, potentially in Texas. And so I just want to pray for him and his family and that wherever it is, wherever, wherever God wants him to be. Yes. Uh, but uh, I, I'm asking God to keep him here with us because he's a fellow warrior, warrior and we, we don't want him to leave. But if he, if God wants that then we know that that's best, and then um, Robert Block, who um, oh, is, the broadcast. is um, uh, you know often with us, is just his health is just you know okay. just is difficult, and um, it's making it difficult for him to have relationships with men and that kind of stuff, and and so he and I have had a conversation too. So just I want to pray for his health, manly relationships, manly right? relationship, just relationships with just you know with other people. We we're meant to do. Life. Uh, life together uh, as a church, yes. not as a single person. So um, I think we it would be great to pray for them before we got started. Okay. Thank you, 
dear Lord, uh, we'd like to lift up two brothers in particular to you, Jack, first. Uh, what a wonderful brother you have brought to faith. And we're so grateful for having the opportunity to get to know him and his family. And he's at a crossroads, Lord. And we ask that you take him where you are and do not send him anywhere that you don't go with him. Expand his territory, enlighten his heart. Uh, give him words of encouragement and direction and focus. Order his steps, Lord, so that he may know that your perfect will be done and that whatever comes is from you, Lord. And we know that you are first and foremost in his life and that he wants to do what uh, you would be pleased with and where he is most useful, uh, not only for his family, but for the kingdom, Lord. And we also lift up our brother Robert, who is having health problems. Lord, you know best. He is your son. And we ask that you heal him and that you give him the opportunity to live in community with other believers that will lift him up and encourage him and pray over him. Lord, that you would give him a supernatural recovery and a complete and 100% healing throughout his body so that he could do life in service to you, Lord, and that he could offer his life as a living sacrifice and that he would do it with joy and with good health. We also would take this time to lift up all of our brothers and sisters that may be on this broadcast listening now or in the future, Lord, that you bless them and you protect them and you give them joy, peace and joy, Lord, that comes from your divinely presence and your presence in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All uh, right, uh, so it's July 7th, still, uh, not in Australia, it's July 8th in Australia, but today here in the United States of America, um, July 7th, uh, the title for Smith Wigglesworth Devotional is for, the number four, F-O-U-R, for helps for the heart. It's a cute name. Yes, the reference is 1 Peter 5.10, which says, may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Oh, there you go. Scripture reading, 1 Peter 5, which we'll be reading a little bit later. Smith says, the God of all grace wants to do the following in us. First, perfect. Perfect. Second, establish. Oh, I see what you're saying there. Perfect, not perfect. Wow. Just a slight little... Jeez, let me start all over again, because you just you just steered me in a new direction. <laughs> God of all grace wants to do the following in us first. Perfect. Second, establish. Third, strengthen. And fourth, settle. First is perfect. In the book of Hebrews, we read, may the God of peace make you complete. Perfect. In every good work to do his will working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. Wow. Keep in mind that when perfection is spoken of in, of in the word, it is always through a joining up with eternal things. Perfection is a work working in us of the will of God. Some of us would be faint-hearted if we thought we had to be perfect <laughs> in order to receive the blessing of God. We would ask ourselves, how is it going to happen? Yeah. However, we find as we continue to follow God that the purpose of eternal life is an advancement. For we are saved by the blood. Our actions, our minds are covered by the blood of Jesus. 
And as we yield and yield, we find ourselves in possession of another mind, even the mind of Christ, Wow, which causes us to understand the perfection of his will. Someone may be saying, I can never be perfect. Perfect. It is beyond my greatest thought. You're right. It is. But as we press on, the Holy Spirit enlightens and we enter in. As Paul said, according to the revelation of the Spirit, I am perfected as I launch out into God by faith. His blood covering my sin, his righteousness covering my unrighteousness, his perfection covering my imperfection. This is a very important fact. I am holy and perfect in him. Second is establish. You must be established in the fact that it is his life, not yours. You must have faith in his word, faith in his life. You are supplanted by another. You are disconnected from the earth. You are insulated by faith. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Insulated by faith. Third is strength. You are strengthened by the fact that God is doing the business, not you. You are in the plan that God is working out. (sighs) Fourth is settle. What does it mean to be settled? It means knowing that I am in union with his will, that I am established in the knowledge of it, that day by day I am strengthened. It is an eternal work of righteousness until by the spirit we are perfected. First is an enduring, then an establishing, a strengthening, and a settling. This happens according to our faith. It happens as we believe. Now a closing word. To him, by be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. How can this verse be realized in my case? By living for his glory. There must be no withdrawal, no relinquishing, no looking back, but going on and on and on. For his glory now and forever. We must go on until, like Enoch, we walk with God and are not. For God has taken us. Thought for today, unbelief is the great dethroning place. Faith is the great rising place. Can you look at something? Yes, for sure. I think this is a great description. (sighs) First is an enduring. So that's when you're being purified. That's the burning where the God is the refiner. And you're enduring because it's almost like being drowned by a tidal wave. I don't know. When I first came to the Lord, it was glorious for a couple of weeks. And then the fire came where there's this burning process of having the Lord grafted in. Like you become grafted into uh, him abiding in you, you abiding in him, taking on his qualities instead of your own. And of course, that's an ongoing process, but an establishing, strengthening and settling. So the establishing is as you get that refinement, you start to feel more confident that you are becoming more like Christ. In the beginning, it almost feels chaotic where it's, for me, it's, it was so different than who I was. And yet it felt natural and unnatural at the same time. And the more you do it and the more you believe and the more you dress yourself for the glory of Christ, the more established you feel in it. And then you feel a strength that comes on. I haven't gotten to the settling part. I got to be honest, but it's just, it's this strengthening process where you're like, oh my God, this is getting progressively more comfortable. And for longer periods of time. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
And then when he says that it's the perfection, it's not, uh, and he's constantly reiterating, it's not our perfection, it's perfecting Christ in us. And you realize, wow, I'm getting a little bit better at this. I'm getting a little bit better at manifesting him. The more you, you draw towards dying to self and manifesting Christ, the, the greater the, even the conception of perfection comes. It's perfecting him. It's not perfecting you. It's perfecting killing you to manifest him. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I've died to self so that the righteousness of Christ is made manifest, you know, and it is, I, I, I don't know. I, I love this. It's pretty good. Right. This is such a great uh, description of the process. That's what I got. You know, the, for some reason, when you were talking and I was, you know, thinking about this, this, um, devotional is that I feel somewhat fortunate that I have gone through the turmoil and for sure um, the thrashing about for I almost said 30 40 some odd 50 years <laughs> in some ways you know yeah, there was a lot of sure. bad stuff that happened there was a lot of really cool stuff really great stuff I mean I traveled the world like you we traveled the world we were good we had the good fortune of seeing many things that probably a large majority of this you know the, the population does not get to see yes and, and do and be a part of but in it in our flesh some of the things that we did was not that fantastic no that we wouldn't want our children to experience no and so in that in that being and feeling right now fortunate that I did go through the bad stuff, the the being hospitalized, the nearly dying, you know, the the the, the nasty, ter- you know, terrible divorces, plural, uh, and just some bad decisions, right? Business, losing a house, uh, nearly homeless a couple times, um, all that, you know, when you when you when you kind of when I when I say it, it feels like, oh man, that's really bad stuff. <laughs> But there's some there's some sense of hey wow I know the difference yeah it's like you know the difference between, so between hot grateful. and cold I'm so grateful for knowing the difference and I feel sorry almost and this is where I'm going with this is I kind of feel sorry for people that were born into faith and never you know like you almost like go wow you there's a purity in that yeah. if if you if you actually <laughs> I I. I think a lot of people end up falling out later in life because they don't know how bad the other side is. I am tremendously Mm -hmm. grateful for knowing there are no alternatives in the world that compare remotely with walking with Christ. It's kind of sounds bad what I'm saying right now, that it was good to be bad for a period of time or be walking with the devil. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to encourage that. that. No, but it's like being, it's, it's like being born an American. Right. The, the people that appreciate America the most are the immigrants who left communism, that left socialism, that left um, being tortured for their belief in Jesus Christ. They come to the United States. They appreciate America. They yes. appreciate our Constitution and want to live by our constitutional republic, where people that were born in America are the ones who hate America. And you're just going, bro, you have no idea. You have no that idea. Is- um, and I think it's kind of that similar thing when sure. it's a, there's a little bit more of an appreciation. And you again, I love my brothers and sisters that were born in Christ and 
have just loved Jesus Christ all of their life. I mean, it's, that's, that's gotta it's be pretty glorious, but um, you know what I'm saying? Am I, am I saying this in a way that doesn't sound bad? No. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people. I, I, I know a lot of people who grew up Christian and walked away and had to find their own relationship with Christ. Right. We heard that story tonight. Yes. And so I think that's happened to a lot of people. And so that still has a testimony to it. I, I think there's far less people that came into a religious family and stayed in a religious family and never walked off the path. And I, I, and I presume there's a level of purity and sanctification in those people that is probably something we can't right. understand or relate to. Right. Uh, I just say hi to a couple of friends. We already said hi to Nalani. I don't know why it's hard to say her name. Nalani. Uh, Nalani. Uh, Kate, uh, Wayne Martin's on. From hi, one Wayne. level of glory to another. Absolutely. Jan France is on. We're glad that you're on and you weren't too late at all. Uh, but you might want to go back and listen to our prayer, and we would appreciate you to pray for our friends Jack Adams and Robert Block, too, who um, need, need prayer tonight. Uh, I just know Jan's a very awesome yes. prayer, and along with Kate and everybody else that's on tonight. Uh, Kate Mary says, I think it's when we let go that we find our strength in him. He grows us as we surrender the fight, the guilt, the shame, and the striving to make ourselves worthy of being his follower. Amen. Absolutely. When you finally surrender to God's peace, you only want more and realize how crazy following your flesh was. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. That's awesome, Wayne. Oh, then what about some of the, the other steps that they have here for um, established? Second is established. You must be established in the fact that it is his life and not yours. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I'm saying. It's like that. The first is the enduring is that that chaos, which yeah. is like, what is happening to me? And feeling unworthy and shame. And how is this happening? And I'm not worthy. And you're just like, wait, wait, wait. Right. This is not about me. I am unworthy. This is about him. And this is the fact that he could speak to a donkey. Or I love the verse about when Jesus says, when they tell, um, the Pharisees tell him, tell your disciples to stop yelling. Um, and he says, if I were to tell, if I were to tell them to be quiet, the stones would cry out, you know, when they were screaming Hosanna. And so it's, he could do this through anyone who is yielded. And so we realize all we got to do is yield and he'll manifest. And then that's kind of what establishes you, right? Is that you're just like, okay, okay. If I just yield and then it, it hurts and, but there's a strength that comes when you're established. Yeah, but I think, and I may be speaking for men, uh, in that one of the hardest things to get, I think the last thing that we need to get over is is ourselves, is but uh, is our ego. The yielding. Is that this part here is that hits his life, not yours, is really, I think, the last, that was the last step for me, if I can put it that way, is that, I, I always, I always wanted to feel like I had some say in all this, that self, self-control or yeah, whatever. That I, yeah. That I, it was hard to hand over the reins. Yes. Because I don't want to hand over the reins for almost anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, Shinagos. <laughs> 
And that was the one thing. It's like, oh God, no, I know what I'm doing. All right. No, Can't you uh, tell? Just hang out. Just be here for me. That's all I want. Yeah. I don't want you to take like over. I don't need you. I know what's best for Andy. Right. And his... But you are a fantastic accessory, Jesus. <laughs> you just make me look better. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was that established part was um was probably the the most difficult. Look at Daryl from Australia. I wonder if Kate and Daryl know each other. Yeah, look at that. Hi, yeah. Daryl. Australia's not that big of a country. They gotta know each other. They gotta run to each other at the store. <laughs> <laughs> Australia is just a little small country. All right. Paul or Wayne says, as Paul said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Sounds simple, but it's not. Not at all. That's one of our favorite sayings. Yes. Uh, third is strengthen. You are strengthened by the fact that God is doing the business, for you, not you. Yeah. Well, still. You are in the plan that God is working out. You were not the plan. You are you, in, in the, the plan. plan. Awesome. And then settle. And the settle is the hard one, folks, right? It means I am in union with his will. I am established in the knowledge of it that day by day I am strengthened. It is an eternal work of righteousness until by the spirit we are perfected. It's like a surety and a comfort and humility in knowing he's taken over and is in control. Right. <laughs> it's that control thing. Uh, is always the most difficult to uh, to hand over. I, I, I just, I, I mean, sometimes I just wake up and forget. I forget that I'm that I I've handed over control. And, I wake up every day and forget that I was, <laughs> I was, to, I was totally in chaos today, and I was like, I'm sorry, Lord, I totally broke rhythm with you today. I just was all over the place. I was doing too many things at once. I didn't enjoy a meal in peace. I was, you know, just, and it's just not, you feel when you're not yielded now, which is great. Mm -hmm. It used to take me days, if not weeks, until I was like, whoa, I'm totally off track here. What's, what's happening? And now it's just a matter of hours. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. You know, what's so interesting is that we, we have examples of, of having a project both of us being in law enforcement and doing the things that we do, that we have this, this project or this investigation that I have been responsible for you know, looking into the, the witness statements and, you know, whatever the ideas picked up, whether it's a fingerprint or bite marks or whatever it is on the case that I'm working on and doing all this work. And then the next step is to take what you've gained and established, and then you hand it over to the DA. And then, then the, now it's the DA's job to take it the rest of the way. And there's that relief that it's, this is off your desk and out of your, you Purview, know, your yeah, yeah. out of your files that are active cases. Like you already have 50 cases and you got you get rid of one and another one comes in, but that, that, Oh, thank God. I'm finally handing over control. Nice. They think it's not over because you still have to, there's a prosecution. There's the, the deciding whether the guy goes to jail for a long period of time and if he takes a plea or not and all that kind of stuff. But there's that, that, that relief. Mm. So if we could just remember what it's like to hand over, you know, responsibility, how amazing that feels when you, when you've done that, it, yes. why do we fight it? So why do we want to maintain things that are so stressful? And so hard because we think it's so we're difficult not, for me it's i often think if i don't do it who will 
Right. It has to get done and somebody's got to do it, you know? And, and it's just like, it's just Jesus reminding me that, listen, nothing Look is- who we're handing it over to. Right? It's not what I'm handing it over to one of our kids. We're handing it over to God, the creator of the world and the universe and right. the stars and the universe. And we still yeah. can't do it. Yep. I've had it. I'm not doing that again. Starting today. Starting today. <laughs> right at this moment, folks. Right. Uh, Kate says- Yeah, this is what I feel, Kate. Do we ever really get settled- when we think we've got there, he puts his holy finger on something he wants to tweak in our lives and we squirm. Settled us out the window in that moment. I know. I know. So Smith says some doozies sometimes. So he's like, you settled. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not there yet either. The whole settled thing is a, not complacent, but settled in like this, the surety, I guess, that comes when you really, I don't know. Maybe for some people it's easier than others. Oops. How did I get there? All right, we've heard what Smith has to say. Let's hear what God has to say in 1 Peter 5. The elders who are among you, I exhort. I am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and I also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you. Serve as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. This is his admonishment to pastors. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And the fact that it's in the Bible and God is saying after a while, after you've suffered a while, <laughs> my favorite part, he perfects, establishes, strengthens, and settles you. So wow. he promises to settle us by Sylvanus, our, our faithful brother, as I consider him, I've written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God in which you stand. She who is in Babylon, elect together with you, greets you. And so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to you or in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love Peter. He this became is so wise, isn't it? Yeah, so Smith didn't make up those words. Yeah. God said those words. Amen. He references uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And then reference to Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his glory, his inheritance in the saints? I love the way this is phrased because what he's telling us is 
you're asking for the father to give us the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of him. So you're not asking for some abstract knowledge. It's knowledge that's in him and that the eyes of your understanding about him are enlightened and you know the hope of his calling for you. So all of it is emanating from father through the son and the Holy Spirit to us and brought to us by the Holy Spirit. But all of it is emanating from the father. It's coming from his heart. Uh, and his plan for not only us, but everybody around us. And again, all we have to do is yield to it. Easier said than done, of course. But yeah. And then Genesis, well, all the way to the beginning, 524. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Because Enoch didn't die a natural death. He was transported up. It's funny how he did that with a few people. Yep. Enoch and Elijah. And we don't necessarily know. Do we know why he chose those specific people? By chance? Not that I know. I don't know either. But I'm looking forward to finding out. Yes. I think that is an important thing to remember because I think there's, um, you know, myself who I, I want answers. Like when I read something, I go, why did that happen? I must have been when I was little. You know, that must have been horrific for my parents. Were you one of those big, like, why, why, why kids? Why? Why? Why is the sky blue? Why is the sunrise? I wasn't uh, one of those East kids. Um, but I want to know why. But also, you know, I think that I think the, the, the great thing is that we, once we get there in heaven with God, that there's some stuff we get to find out. Like, yeah. it's like the exciting. The mystery box is yeah. open. <laughs> it's like the gifts. Yeah. Like, now you've been now you get to find out why awesome. you know in Genesis five twenty four why Enoch suddenly was poof, was gone. I think that'd be going to be so cool. Absolutely. And then to, to talk with some of these people, I think is going to be amazing. Um, what else did we have here? Is another comment. Oh, sorry. Wayne says. Even Paul said, why do I continue to do the things I do not want to do and not do the things I want to do? Ego, sin, our human nature. Yes. Very humble of Paul to admit to that. You know, we had some interesting discussions uh, today about churches and pastors and why we went from, you know, one church to another, or I did, not you, because you um i did oh i i moved from oh, that's my right. first church and when i'm reading this now i'm thinking that it's quite possible that some of these people are in that in that, in that first phase you know that that they're still not have been they've still not been perfected you know what i mean that, that there's and still i something. i think some people ignore the warning they hear yeah the Lord's prompting that this is not right. I should find an alternative. And sometimes out of laziness, I think people don't move. Yeah. It's kind of like, and I'm going to go back to police work again. I'm sorry. I always, I only go to the things that I know about and that's dog training and police work. And so that uh, I've, I've talked about Uvalde and why certain things are happening right now as to why some, uh, you know, know, maybe some incidents just the way it's done police officers are not <laughs> acting the way that we expect them to act and one of those things is is that somebody can take a job because of what they 
because of what they, what it gives them mm -hmm. a uniform, a badge and power. Mm -hmm. They've never really thought that if, if it comes down to it, are you going to give your life for somebody you don't know, even a child? And now they're put in this position where they go, wait a minute. I, I thought I was coming to a small podunk police department where nothing like this was ever going to happen to me. And, great I analogy. and so you're now you're being exposed. And so, and what I was thinking, and maybe I wasn't, I obviously I wasn't very clear, but what I'm thinking about these churches is that the leaders of these churches got in the position that they're in because of what they got out of it. And Not people are in the churches because of what they get out of it. Mm. It gives credibility. I'm a Christian. This is what I do. My kids go to the ministry. This is my home away from home. My friends are here. It's, it's part of a lifestyle. It's not because they're obsessed with walking with Jesus. It's not in pursuit, a hunger for perfection in Christ. It is, I'm a Christian. I go to church. This is what we do. And you can give the perception to your community that you're a good person because you go to a certain church, the big church that's in the community. Yeah. And I Stature. participate and I give money and it's just like in a police department. I yeah. came to be a police officer so I can get a badge and wear a uniform and get a pension. And I came to this place that was kind of safe and don't expect me to do anything outside of what these things are that I expect. And that's why I think mm -hmm. in the discussion we had about this particular church is why the elders keep it locked down in a certain mode and make sure that it functions in that mode because that's their perception of church is it is an accessory to a lifestyle. Wow. This makes so much sense now. It's not a, I'm offering myself a as a living sacrifice, pick up your cross and carry it. Know that they hated you. If they hate you, they hate me first. You know, it's not about this eternal, uh, this struggle, this suffering, the persecution that Jesus tells us is coming. Mm. It's about a lifestyle. We've just uncovered the, 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 the secret of why churches are failing. <laughs> we must share this with everybody. <laughs> Hurry, but sound the alarm. But we can see it. I mean, you could, you could, yes. So I mean, same thing about America. I know it, the whole problem with the forced immigration and the refugee problem is they feel like they literally came here by force. America blew up my country. Or, you know, what other third power, you know, ruined my country. I came here to earn a living and raise my kids. Leave me alone. It's not I die for these principles. I believe in its values. I want to be considered an American because it's a choice. It's none of those things. It's a I came here to get a job and my kids not get shot when they go to school. That's the extent of what it means to be an American. Don't move to Chicago, Baltimore, New York or Los Angeles. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing that people are getting upset about suddenly. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be safe here. Wait, why is gas so expensive? Why can't I find baby food? I'm in America. You know, they're literally getting upset over it's the, this lifestyle that I chose is not working out as I expected. Right. Otherwise, they would have been, you know, ignoring it forever. Right. And blaming it on money hungry mom and pop gas stations. Yeah. That are barely making ends meet. They make more off of the sale of a, of a Snickers than they do off the sale of gas. Right. Oh, madness. Kate says. Settled. The decision is made. Everyone agrees. He's boss. I'm not. Settled. 
Yes. Kate, if we woke up every day and every single minute of our lives said that to ourselves, we'd probably feel settled. Right. All right, my love. I know this is a late night uh, show and we're way past our bedtime. Uh, <laughs> anything else you have for us? I, I think this was a great discussion. I love that we were able to get on tonight before. Uh, and it looks like we've got a lot of late, late crowd. Because when we come on at this time, we always get people joining us. <laughs> They're very chatty too, which is awesome. Right? So I encourage you to reflect on this scripture, First um, Peter 5.10, again. May the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That's the Lord's promise. Right. That's awesome. Thank you all for joining us. Yes, we love you guys. Don't forget to get the Edify app. Yes, edify.app, E-D-I-F-I.app. It's part of the Christian podcast, um, Christian Post. It's their podcast network. If you subscribe, you'll truly bless us. We appreciate it. Yes. Have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow. Yes. Right. God bless. Love you guys. God bless. <laughs>